0: Understand time, it's not what you think it is. Then what is it? Complicated. Tell me. Very complicated. People
1: assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff.
0: I think it's all over. We can't stop it. We face the difficulties of today and tomorrow. I still have a dream. Yeah. It is
1: a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream.
0: Mm-hmm. Goal, fourth, goal attempt. If the Colts don't convert, the game is over. And they don't convert. Reggie Wayne can't bring it in. Drew and the New Orleans Saints take their very first victory formation in a Super Bowl. Tracy Porter with a pick six of Peyton Manning eventually sealing the deal to make the New Orleans Saints Super Bowl champs for the first time ever. Sean?
1: 1,355 jam-packing Wembley Stadium to witness the spectacle. Debbie Boy Smith, you have got to be feeling enormous pressure going into this match for the Intercontinental Championship. Former Olympic champion Lennox Lewis in the corner of the British Bulldog. You will be stepping into the ring with your brother-in-law. The headman, Brad Hart, just as popular as the British Bulldog, Debbie Boy Smith. Hey. i got like to tell my younger self never to miss a Motorhead show because Motorhead came through around these ways pretty much every November. And I was always, I got to a stage where I'd seen them several times and I thought to myself, oh, I'll catch them next year.
0: Good wrestling. Good yes. evening.
1: Good morning, wherever, whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Psy, si, a Radio Taggers production. I am the uh, raring-to-go Psy, si, because I've had a day off work, I've had a can of Monster, I've had loads of sleep, and I'm kind of person a little bit. And joining yeah. me, as always, is the showcase of the Immortals to my tasty chipotles. I know that's a throwback, that is way back to the audio only days. It's a bit of a deep dive, that one. If you know, you know.
0: Bottles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the hologram of Al to my Dr. Sam Beckett. Yep. Nothing to do with wrestling. Just a cheap plug for my new show coming out Friday. We'll talk about that in a bit. A podcaster who I expect would like to travel back to around 1294 and witness the creation of his Padium Kingdom firsthand joining me this week. Uh, Mr. Maggs.
0: <laughs> Did you research when Paddyham became a town? Mate, I'm nothing
1: if not professional. Um, so you're nothing.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: it's not a town; it's a borough, a part of Burnley. Apparently,
0: well, it, it's a boil on the arse of, of Burnley. That's very, very true. There you go,
1: 1294, yes. though, 1294. Yeah, twelve ninety-four, mate. Twelve ninety-four. Apparently, in the in, in the, I think it was like nineteen twenties. Its population was at its highest,
0: maybe. Yeah and then people realize that this is horrible place to live let's move away. <laughs> but yeah I'm 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 buzzing as well. I'm uh, all caffeined up. Uh, ready to talk some chair I had a, a pretty decent week. UFC was on relatively early. Um so I got a, a nice refreshing sleep Then we got to watch Liverpool absolutely spank the arses of of Man United. So yeah it's been a good weekend all around.
1: Yeah that was fantastic.
0: Victor <laughs> <laughs> lindelof fan club
1: oh, oh my goodness well, it was not an enjoyable afternoon but it's been coming for a while it's been coming for a while yes uh dan griffin in the chat there very quickly saying my pronunciation of chipotle <laughs> makes him feel sick it's a long-running joke from back in the audio days mate is this a? I'll see if I can dig the uh, the um, episode eight, I'm not 100% sure which one it was, but
0: and and dad, if you heard him on on uh, the latest episode of uh, the SJP podcast, the awesome Foursome, where he uh, he burped live on audio, then you would be more disgusted than uh, than you are right now. And also, Matt Willis in the chat, kablam, correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, just my context, okay. My mute buttons broke, all right. Oh sweet trained. Look at that, it's for places. That's uh,
0: get complaints from you know from Anya saying they're the wrong way around, but I like it. Well, <laughs> I, I don't like you to like it, so we swap it around.
1: My mute button is broken, but the first time I realised this was I thought I muted my microphone when we were recording SJP this last week. Mm-hmm. When I thought, you know, a little bit of a burp, so let it unmuted myself didn't realize until it came to editing the show couldn't cut it out because i'm not talented enough and and me were talking over the top of it as well so yeah had to stay in so there we go that was incredibly frustrating as
0: a professional i no sold the burp
1: you did indeed mate you did indeed
0: even though internally (laughs) i was revolted
1: (laughs) disgusted (laughs) full of rage for belching on your audio presence
0: Absolutely, but we've got plenty of, uh, of our good friends here in the chat. Uh, some people were were way eager than we actually were. So uh, Charlie and Scar um, jumping in the chat with uh, ten minutes before we even started. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sharon, uh, Dan, Scottish Dan There are the the crowds all here. Anya, Matt Willis. Uh, yes. Yeah, so cheers for for joining. Or oh, Graham's here as well. Hmm. <laughs> uh, put a dampener, Cause put a damner on proceedings. But yeah, uh, we absolutely like love really. that you're all there. <laughs> yeah. Um we appreciate every single one of you.
1: I will just very quickly, seeing as I've seen uh, Sky, my sister, my daughter's, sorry, good friend is in the chat. Just put a little disclaimer right there. It is after nine o'clock. Chain wrestling isn't sometimes totally kid friendly. We do use a bit mm-hmm. of bad language here and there. We do maybe cover a couple of topics that are a bit dodged. I've thrown that out there and I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm no longer responsible. So, yeah,
0: so on <laughs> your own head, be it.
1: <laughs> on your head, be it. Remember Sky, we know your mum. <laughs>
0: That's so the behave yourself in the chat. As, as a kid, that's the worst phrase. <laughs> like, I'll tell you, Mum, or I'll tell you dad. The worst phrase yeah, you could throw out.
1: Exactly, mate. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, before we get to our Rather excellent non-wrestling topic this week. Lots mm-hmm. the debate and discuss on that one. There's a couple of things I want to cover very quickly before we do, Maxie. Um, First of all, the very <laughs> sad news. What's
0: that? Uh, sorry, I mean, there is going to be sad I
1: anyone for uh, burping on a podcast. I just
0: spotted that in the chat. <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin, you absolute animal. Shocking I, it. I, just as say is going to be serious as well. I was going to be quite serious, mate, actually, yeah, but let's just,
1: you know, let's just throw fart jokes out there instead, Just more chain wrestling style. Yeah, the sad news this week, about uh, Jim Ross being yeah. diagnosed with um, skin cancer. Uh, I just want to say, you know, from me personally, from chain wrestling and and, and, and so on, you know, sending Jim Ross good wishes, good wills and, and, and so on. Um, an absolute legend in, in our crazy world of professional wrestling. Hopefully everything goes okay. Everything goes according to plan. Uh, he kicks this, you know, horrible things, ass, and uh, yeah. doesn't miss a beat. Doesn't you know? And carries on performing to the level he can. I, I, I love Jim Ross. He's the soundtrack to, to my to my youth. The soundtrack to me growing up. I know some people now say he's not as good as he once was. And makes mistakes, says the wrong thing here and there. I don't give a shit. I'd rather have Jim Ross calling my wrestling matches than anyone else. I
0: mean, it, when it comes to to things like this, what, uh, how you perceive that that uh, talent uh, is compared to how they've been in the uh, in their early career is irrelevant. The fact is, he's uh, uh, he's been a legend to many of us through all the way through our lives, and. The, the the fact he's going through this and he's took it uh took it all in his stride and he's he's facing it head on. Um yeah, I'm, that's even more respect for, for an absolute legend. Um I mean the, the dude went out and said, I'm I'm kicking this as ass and I'm going for tacos. To mean you can't <laughs> say any better. So we're yeah. uh, the rest of the world is hundred percent behind Jim Ross on this and I'm sure he will come out of this uh as strong as ever.
1: Yeah yeah god bless Jim Ross okay um, also uh, we will I suppose again cover our Halloween special coming up next week mm-hmm. um, as of this episode finishing tonight or the audio when you hear it uh, things will be put up on our social medias with regards to how to enter the fancy dress Halloween competition it can be new images took this week it can be new, em- new images took for Halloween this year uh, mm-hmm. it can be an old image of you from parties past whatever anything that you think would potentially win you the prize or you want to send into the show so we can have a look Magsy and I will be dressed up for the Halloween special when we broadcast it this time next week we will Um, the more people who get involved the better there will be Prizes for the best fancy dress sent to us, and it will be sent via DM to well to either ch- either the chain wrestling account or Mr. Max's account. Max's account will probably be the best one to to send it to, but we can figure it out one way or another. But all mm-hmm. that information will be coming up on the shows' Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, there is a TikTok, but I am not bloody clue what I'm doing.
0: So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, all that all that good stuff coming up. It's going to be a great show. We've got. Uh, a, a great a great halloween-esque non-wrestling topic for you all we've got the um the, the potential of laughing at me dressing like an absolute buffoon uh magsy says i gonna mean, badass, so. I,
0: mean I, I will probably look like a buffoon my <laughs> my version of badass it may not be the same as everybody else's but yeah definitely do not let this flop uh we are uh we're risking a lot in in this uh, if if this uh goes down the pan we'll look like absolute idiots and um, we're obviously uh, getting uh, the the unique one-of-a-kind uh, merchandise uh, sorted so yeah don't let it flop chuck your pictures in at the end of the day it's it's halloween it's a good laugh we it's gonna be uh, a giggle we appreciate you all so yeah definitely don't let yeah. it flop
1: grab yourself a drink on next monday sit down Watch us do be prats, talk about scary stuff, <laughs> dressed up as idiots. Um, look at some, sure. Have a look at pictures of other members of our chain wrestling community uh, in fancy dress, whether that was as kids, modern day, this week, last week, 10 years ago, whichever way you want to do it. It can be wrestling orientated. It can not. Anything goes. You know, as long as we're all together on a Monday night at nine o'clock, having a laugh, enjoying ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and again, some, some, some chain wrestling merch to be won. And be sent out to you all. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. So, it's going to be a good laugh. So, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, the only thing that you need to do to be eligible is to make sure you are following Chain Wrestling on Twitter at Chain underscore wrestling. You are following the Radio Techers account at Radio Techers on Twitter and subscribed to the uh, Radio Techers YouTube channel as well. I mean, most of you probably are anyway. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Um, share it tell all your friends get them to watch get them to come along get them to send pictures in it's going to be a good laugh it's going to be a good show
0: yeah
1: Yeah, it's going to be good we've got a couple of things planned that we haven't done before um uh, well one thing in particular that i was messaging you the other night about magazine when i think could be a good laugh um
0: i mean good laughs a a stretch uh, maybe i'll chuckle <laughs> um, it's going to be a good laugh it's gonna be a good laugh so yeah so make sure you join us for that. jesus christ uh, matt has uh has already thrown his picture in Whew. yeah it's gonna be hard to beat
1: is it really yeah is, is is matt the uh the standard now yeah
0: he's he's set the bar and he's set the bar high
1: excellent stuff excellent uh, uh,
0: right before we get on to our non-wrestling topic Magsy, what we've got going on in the chat then so yeah the the chat are doing what the chat does uh, talking between themselves and uh and not really paying much of attention uh to us uh but yeah we've got all all the big hitters are in uh Dan Griffin saying your pronunciation of Chipotle makes him sick. Yeah, obviously. And he also agrees that Paddy is the arsehole of the universe. (laughs) Also, he agrees that the Liverpool win was one of the most glorious things that he has ever, ever seen. Um, Matt Willis uh, correcting you on your horrific pronunciation of Chipotle. And then... um, Dan saying I can't this tickles me. I can't criticize anyone for burping on a podcast after I farted down the mark on my own. And that that to me sounds like you stood up (laughs) the <laughs> yeah, like, Did you down t- yeah. the map, or is it on like a boom arm? Did you just bring it
1: round? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, like when Peter Griffin grabs Meg's face and just rams it in, yeah, <laughs> yeah, horrific. Um, Sharon covering legalities, saying that uh, Sky is her goddaughter and uh, she gives this blessing, and I think she also covers more legalities later on by saying. Uh, sending your pick, you are giving your permission for it to be used in any chain wrestling promotion. Um, so there, there is that. Um, Matt confirming he sent me uh, his image, and then Graham saying, "Is he using that picture of Shambles from EGX?" <laughs> so EGX is, so EGX is a, is a, like a, a gaming conference um, slash. Uh, um, I don't even know the con. Basically where uh, new video games are announced and and you see okay. that um, uh, heart trails and then you get to interview people and and Matt and Alex from uh, from uh, Game Junkies got media passes so they were uh, part of the uh, the media team there and he uh, he was handing out flyers for Dungeons and Junkies uh, whilst dressed up. And Dan Griffin, (laughs) oh, my, I did stand up. I was drunk and enraged that I fucked up and put a Jeff Jarrett (laughs) match on the top five. So you farted into the mark. I mean, oh, wow, that's horrific. I may never be able to listen to uh, Unbooking the Territory again.
1: It makes you wonder what they cut out, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah,
0: it does. I mean, it makes you wonder what we cut out. We don't cut nothing hey, mate. I'll, I'll be honest with no. you. <laughs> <laughs> you. We're barely
1: edit. <laughs> that's it, they hear it. I'm not, I'd chuck a little bit of music in here and there and maybe yeah. a promo and that's that, that's, you know. <laughs> I enjoy it though, mate. I enjoy it. <laughs> Shall we get to our non-wrestling topic for the week then, Magsy?
0: Yes, we shall, sir. Yes,
1: we shall. Okay. Um, what we thought we would look at this week in, in honour, I suppose, of the Waiting Room podcast joining the Radio Techers brand on Friday. Uh, my new show with our good mate, Mr. Benny Mac, looking back at the time travelling 80s, 90s sci-fi programme Quantum Leap. Um, and what I say in honour of that, actually, I thought of that after we put this topic out. And I just kind of thought, oh, okay, I'll link it to that anyway. <laughs> it, it wasn't intentional at all. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, we uh, we thought, we'd, you know, just throw the question out there. If you could go back in time or if you could experience a certain moment or uh, historical incident happening live, whether that would be something huge and hugely important historically, or just experience a certain period of time or a particular sporting event or a concert or see a band that has split up that you never get the chance to see or any, anything along those lines, where would you go? Mm-hmm. Um, or when, I suppose, would you go, I guess. I don't know. Um, we've had some great responses, Magsie, didn't we? Some brilliant stuff.
0: Brilliant and diverse. Some yeah. really interesting. Uh, some really interesting picks. Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: I will do as I always do and just run through them in the order they arrive into us as roughly as I can, depending on my list here. Uh, first of all, we have, well, actually, whilst I do this, if you want to have a look, I'm, I'm currently holding my phone up as I normally do to look at the list because I'm not as technically savvy as Mr. Mags. Now, quick look at this. little uh, chain wrestling pops oh, on the back of phone. wow. Look, look at, at that. That's hey, look at badass. that. You know, see, we're not making it up when we say about merch coming and there's competition prizes. Well, is we're this,
0: preparing for things. Is this the same phone that you once left on the bus?
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is. But I got it back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter, good friend of the show. Uh, he would say, wrestling wise, he would go back to nineteen ninety two to witness Bret Hart versus the Bulldog at SummerSlam Live. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a great shape because to me, that's one of the greatest matches WWE have ever put on. You know, it's, it's non-gimmick-wise, anyway, one of the greatest sort of standard one-on-one contests.
0: Arguably the best intercontinental uh, title match that there's ever been.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, I reckon that's a good shape, magazine. Um, music, Dan says he would like to go back to 1985. Uh, get to see Queen playing in Rio as part of the works tour now I would have for 85 86 you'd have been looking at Queen at Wembley potentially because that was like a big mm-hmm. thing wasn't it but the yep. works tour in Rio I'm going to have to look that up myself I don't know a great deal about that uh, and football I suppose this is one that sort of stands to reason and it was in the back of my mind as well yep, the sure. 1966 going back there for England winning the World Cup um, or back to any of Liverpool's European Cup finals so the one? But the one they lost to Milan. Would you want to go there? It says any. But yeah, sixty-six England. I can. Uh, I can appreciate that a hundred percent, mate. Hundred yeah, percent.
0: Totally. That's definitely one of on my on my list.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Ori also mentions Queen um, at Ori the Draw on Twitter. She says definitely Queen in the UK sporting event when the Saints won the Super
0: Bowl. Uh, Saints, Magsy, where are they from? Well, she's from Louisiana, so I would assume that St. Louis, maybe. There's a place called Utah, isn't there? That's a band, the Utah. Yeah, I know, I know,
1: I know, but there's a place called Utah, so it could be. Wouldn't that be great if the NFL team was called the Utah Saints? That'd be awesome.
0: I don't think that Utah have an NFL team they've got a basketball team the jazz
1: yeah that's not as cool
0: I know but it's it's only because you linked (laughs) it to the to the 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 90s uh dance tree or the Utah Saints yeah I
1: like that, you know, Utah jazz don't
0: sound as cool. I don't really like jazz anyway. (laughs) The the basketball players don't come on that.
1: (laughs) I just, I've never got jazz. I've just never got it. My uncle listens to a lot of jazz and, you know, and I know other people that do as well now saying when you get older, you'll appreciate it. How old have I got to be? Because I just don't, I just don't get it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Some I can listen to if it's like background music, but they're very kind of experimental jazz. It sounds like they're trying to tune the their instruments. It, like The the notes don't go in order. It's, it's, it's very, very jarring. I'm not a huge jazz fan.
1: No. no. You want sort of jarring nonsense, I'll just listen to Scatman John, you know? <laughs> I'm a scat man I'm a scat man what I sort of volume, isn't it? Joey
0: But it is, isn't it? You know? <laughs> um, you want to continued. give us a, a bit of a scat and Well no, that sounds wrong Sorry for that, Scat. Um, if you want to <laughs> scatter where... <away, laughs> Jesus, that's, Me? that no, sounds I can't. even worse.
1: <laughs> I'm not going uh I am not. I can't compete with a, a so talent. You
0: can't do... L- l- I,
1: I, I could, but I don't need to. Now you've done it. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just keeping the gimmick up of singing along on podcasts. Yeah.
1: I'll do a bit of Metallica for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every week, every week, I'm gonna strong arm that in. <laughs> uh, Ori continues. Um, for a wrestling match, she'd like to go back and see Kenny versus Okada, the time limit draw, mm-hmm. and historic moment, wicked with the original cast. Now, a wicked, um, like a stage production play, isn't it? Sort of thing,
0: yeah, it's um, the Wicked Witch of the West. Don't be I, I don't know. Like Wizard of Oz, know. told from, yeah, the, yeah. from the, the side of the Wicked Witch. Right, okay. Ah, okay. It's really popular. Not kind of Michael Petit, but it is really popular.
1: Ah, fair enough. Um, we have Griffin K, at Griffin K1 on Twitter. He says he would go back in time and buy a great amount of shares in an upcoming yet largely unknown company called Amazon
0: that's a great shout and your uh, reply gif was perfect one billion (laughs) dollars see
1: I I don't know man I I like what they did in Back to the Future where the guy had like all the sports results and he just started you know I think that's you know that's what I do I think
0: yeah but then you've always got the the chance that someone like Biff would steal that book from you and become rich and also a bit of a bastard
1: hmm yeah fair point okay i'll buy amazon
0: (laughs) i mean jeff bezos came uh, became rich and also a bit of a bastard as well so it's lose lose really well i suppose just stay poor that's the best way stay Stay
1: stay poor poor. in the present (laughs) uh scottish danny uh, at scottish juglo on twitter good friend of the show Uh, it says here he'd go and sit front row for the rebirth of the Monday Night Wars TNA versus WWE in 2010. That this show had everybody from Jeff Hardy to Hulk Hogan to the NWO to the Nasty Boys, Hmm. all the big names involved. Now, I can remember watching this and thinking this is exciting, sat at home watching it, but at the same time, I mean, first of all, I don't think seeing the Nasty Boys in 2010 would be any point of excitement, to be fair. I, I think the Nasty Boys, maybe 1990, you know? <laughs> but in 2010, I would imagine they could barely move. But, you know, okay. The NWO, Hogan, Hardys, yeah. Okay, same.
0: What I do really like about this pick from from Danny is is, is tempered his own expectations. I mean, money, no object. Time, land, no object. He's for... I'll keep something that that's genuinely realistic. <laughs> this could have actually happened, uh, so I, I do appreciate that. But yeah, that's a uh, of all the things in all the world that I would have gone back to watch. And I, I, I want to personally pick this, but no. more power to you, Danny. I mean,
1: wrestling. Well, I suppose it, it comes could have been
0: part point. of the five hundred people who were there. It could be <laughs> five hundred and one people.
1: <laughs> it the Impact Zone. The Impact Zone. Bloody hell. And they got rid of the hexagonal ring, didn't they, around this time as well?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Damn you, Horgan. Yeah. Damn you, you big orange racist. Okie UTT Rob on Twitter. Okay. Uh, he says he, he's similar to the Amazon thing, I guess. He says he just go back and buy bitcoins. I mean, Bitcoin with pennies.
0: Can't you tell the people who just want to be rich like just rich beyond compare not even interested in seeing some of the amazing things that have ever happened in the world i just mm. want to be lauded i just want to have all of the money all of the yeah.
1: money i suppose you could combine it though couldn't you you could say okay you know for example we had a couple of people say they'd like to go back to 1966 and watch england win the world cup mm-hmm. you could place a bet in 1966 and 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 because you know what you're going back to experience that but you already
0: know the outcome you could do both i mean what would you win though like three and sixpence, five shillings.
1: I, I, I don't know. Depends how much you put on, I suppose. Mike, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And you couldn't take your newfangled, like, decibel uh, money. You'd have to have, like, imperial, I suppose, shillings and apenies. <sighs> All
1: right. Well, then you go back to, you know, what was it, 1970, what, 70-odd, wasn't it, when they brought in the <laughs> when, we,
0: when we decibelised. Yeah. Bet on the 1966 result then yeah that makes no
1: because that wouldn't work would it oh, okay. <laughs> i mean you'd have to go back to a time after decimalization and do it that way
0: and how would that work how would not you get... on, not on the World cup in
1: 66 a different sporting event okay that's fair
0: so now that it makes, makes sense that
1: makes sense, <laughs> it make
0: sense now. <laughs> now you had to elongate the explanation it absolutely makes sense well it made sense when I said it the first time you just didn't get it you just being, sense
1: in your head. You're just being a fool. <laughs> uh, Paul Tommy at Counter on Twitter, he says he would love to go back to see the Manic Street Preachers play on Millennium Eve, mm-hmm. um, which I, I've not heard of them doing that, but I'm assuming that was a big deal at the time, a big concert um, that they I put mean, on.:
0: He's Welsh.: Yes. So they could have just been playing in, in someone's backyard, and it mm. wouldn't have been
1: a big deal. Or just the woods, randomly. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when bands used to do that? They used to like, advertise secret gigs and just turn up at, like, you know, halfway up Chosen Hill or some shit and just start playing.
0: <laughs> you, you don't get that kind of rock and roll anymore, do you?
1: No. 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 And, you know, or, you know, secret, and they'd leave clues on posters or, you know, on their Facebook or, or their MySpace. It might have been back then, I suppose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Imagine if their cleaves were too tricky and nobody got it, and they just, no one turned yeah, just up.
0: no one turned up. <laughs> oh, everybody turned up somewhere totally different.
1: Yeah, the band are there playing just to like, uh, you know, a squirrel or something, and like a couple of trees. And everyone else is rocked up down the road at like the end of a brook or something, like that, wondering where the band are. That'd be a disaster. But I'd love it. <laughs> Tolly also says Wales versus Belgium from the Euro 2016 quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Because
0: obviously... Okay. Very
1: Welsh. Um, yeah i was gonna say obviously you know the, the welsh side there um winning a quarterfinal is obviously all they can celebrate the rock versus hogan at wrestlemania 80 <laughs> i tried to skip on
0: really quick there <laughs> oh wow i apologize for sir and his rampant welshophobia well you know i'm
1: part welsh and i apparently like one no, one 64th or whatever it is.
0: <laughs> 64th. Well,
1: I don't know what it is, but it's like a tiny amount. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony also says the rock versus Hogan, which I'm assuming would be WrestleMania 18 and not the rematch at no way out. Cause that he, was dog dirt.
0: No, d- d- when you, when you have your wishes, I mean, I know it's not the same, but when you have your wishes with a, uh, with rubbing a lamp, if you're vague, you always end up with the shitter version of what you wish for. So he's going to no way out. Right. Oh, dear, dear, dear. (laughs) He's ruined that for
1: himself. Oh, unlucky, Tolly, mate. Unlucky. But there we go. (laughs) Uh, Graham, at MGB Graham on Twitter. He says, uh, and this kind of puts us all to shame, really. We're talking about all getting rich and going to see England win the World Cup and Tolly going to celebrate the glorious quarterfinal victory that Wales had once upon a time. Um, Graham says... I think pretty much like Sam, his favourite leaps were when he was given the opportunity to visit relatives. Having had my final grandparent pass away this year, the opportunity to see them again would be awesome. Which kind of made everyone else look like a bit of a dick, I guess, didn't it? <laughs> I
0: mean, Graham is always the, the, the responsible, uh, one out of the group. So yeah. Uh, but it, it's, a it's a very heartwarming picture. Yeah. something that that it would be cool if that could have, could happen.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, everyone's got that sort of special someone that's not around who they'd want to to have one final chat with, I suppose, or <laughs> you know, share a meal with or whatever. I guess.
0: But thanks for bringing the the mood down, Graham. We yeah. appreciate that.
1: Yeah. So and it, and he has a little dig at, um, at us then via the good cop bad cop wrestling podcast twitter account saying depending how bad covid restrictions stand he might be traveling to england next year so the post brexit uk will surely feel like he's traveled back in time to the 70s anyway
0: mm-hmm.
1: Ah, he's probably right to be fair
0: <laughs> if if i uh were in grand shoes and i got out of the country uh when i did and then I look back at, at the the mess we as as British have made of it. I would not be coming back to this country whatsoever.
1: Not even to visit.
0: No, I've been ringing up people who I know and laughing down the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you're- laughs> Should have got out when you could, <laughs> and now you're trapped.
1: You do realise that you're effectively laughing at yourself because you're still here, don't you?
0: I know, and I I regret that every single day of my life.
1: If you went out, they wouldn't let you back in anyway for your dodgy activities. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) why they don't let me out.
1: You'd have your your passport seized or whatever, you know? (laughs) Millwall Chris, at Millwall Chris, one on Twitter. He says he would go back to the 25th of November, 2002, the date his first child was born, and he'd make sure... Yeah, yeah, he said he makes sure his daughter was not in his hands when his wife collapsed, so he could actually catch her and not just have her lying on the floor staring up at him. Scared the shit out wow. of him, he says.
0: That that <laughs> went dark, went very yeah. very dark. Then uh, I thought that was a really sweet thing. Oh, I've uh witness the birth of my daughter again. But no, it was to to stop his his wife from collapsing on the floor. I mean, it's not really that dark, but it, it wasn't the sweet innocent one that then that it, it first sounded like it was going to be
1: but i love the quantum leap sort of you know hints or, or vibe to this tweet he sent in here because it's almost like he is going back to put right something that once went wrong so yeah
0: exactly, exactly. you know
1: his wife his wife claps in so fair play chris mm-hmm. yeah i'm on board with that mate i'm on board with that uh steve at total steve on twitter good friend of the show he says here he would go to ancient Egypt to see how the pyramids were made. Yeah, yeah, that's quite quite a good shot actually. Stuff like this didn't even enter my mind. I'm thinking I'm going to go see a band. I'm going to go see a football match or whatever. But when you think about it, the opportunity to really look into something spectacular is there. I also just don't think that deep about things. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. I'll go see motorists.
0: <laughs> some of the some of the ones that, that Steve all came up with were, were things that I would certainly have wanted to to at least have the opportunity to see the pyramids brilliant uh going back to roman times um the hitler stuff maybe not um trench warfare in the war yeah i'm i'm good for for watching that in the comfort of my own home Um, yeah but i I do get his point some of the like kind of like world-changing uh events that have happened and and we've never been able to witness it
1: yeah I mean he also says here that he'd he'd go to see the Twin Tower attacks and stuff Yeah, I ain't sure about stuff like that for me personally but I understand the the historical importance of these moments I guess
0: I mean maybe if to kind of like piggyback of that going back to before they happened and, and being the person who kind of like was able to stop that from happening in the first place maybe
1: yeah but then you get all into paradoxes and stuff then aren't you and changing timelines and stuff. And, you know.
0: And Quantum Leaps.
1: Oh, potentially. Potentially. I mean, I could talk about that sort of crap for hours, mate. Nobody will listen, but I can. And, and you <laughs> do
0: talk about that for hours on on Quantum Leap, the waiting room. Well,
1: yeah, I suppose. I mean, we don't actually go that deep, to be fair. <laughs> we start to, but we always kind of get sidetracked. No, no, nah, nah, it's great. It, it's, it's really good. You know, season one's basically completed now. Starts Friday via Radio Techers. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, at WaitingRoomPod underscore. You'll find it all on my social medias as well. Uh, Everyone give it a listen, give it a try, even if you're not into Quantum Leap itself. It's just, you know, it's great hearing Benny be passionate about a show that he loved when he was younger. Um, I hope I come across the same way. Uh, I I enjoyed recording it. Hopefully people will uh, enjoy listening as well. The first episode is very much a case of us talking through what the plan is for the first series. And then episode two, we get into the actual episodes themselves. So, mm-hmm. give a couple of listen. Yeah, and let us know what you think at yep. the Waiting Room Pod underscore on Twitter.
0: Yeah, and um, before we get back to Steve, let's run a little uh, little teaser clip.
1: Cream soda. <laughs>
0: nice. You
1: you like cream soda? Yeah. You you're you're a f- delinquent as far as I'm concerned. I love cream soda, mate. But it's got to be the cheap one pound shit. The good stuff's too sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes no sense in itself cream sodas rank i don't know it's like it's not lemonade flavor, isn't it? that's all it is uh, now nah, d- see now i like vanilla but i don't like f- cream sodas rank well then you're the f- <laughs> <delinquent>, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that I still know. tickles me every single time I love the 8 bit music that Benny got as well. The Quantum Leap yeah. theme done in the old sort of Amstrad style, you know, that's great as well. Yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed it so much. Just going back and watching the show again, I enjoy, but actually talking to somebody about it and, and so on. Love it. Absolutely love it. it it's, it's a great show to me. Even if you don't like Quantum Leap itself, check out the podcast because, you know, me and Benny are great. So you'll enjoy that. There we go. <laughs> cheap plugs all round friday via radio Techers. steve-o continues he knows some of his choices were morbid but he personally can't get his head around these things i.e how many men were fighting in world war one battles the height of the towers and two planes crashing it's things his brain just can't get around so i, I appreciate where he's coming from with, with mm-hmm. those shouts there he also says like when brian cox says there's more stars than there are grains of sand on earth and we are only one of a gal- uh, one galaxy of billions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is pretty
1: mind-blowing, it, isn't it? So
0: it, it just shows you how um, infinitesimally small we are um, mm. in the whole grand scheme of of, of things. And uh another thing that that will blow your mind, uh, especially Steve if he doesn't know it, when you see the stars now, you're actually looking at history. Because the light has taken so long for it to reach your eyes that the, the majority of those stars aren't even there anymore. They've already expanded and exploded. So, so you're basically it's a snapshot of history every time you look out to the stars.
1: So those beautiful stars you're seeing are already fucking dead.
0: Yeah, because the light takes billions of years to reach your eyes. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Again, slightly morbid, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> So, when you wish upon a star, you're basically wishing on something that's not there anymore. So,
0: exactly. So yeah, good, good luck with that, I suppose. Wish. Yeah. What a waste <laughs> of
1: Yeah, I always preferred throwing a penny in a well anyway, mate. At least you get to hear the little noise was pop. Do you know what I mean? That's better than a star. <laughs> uh, we are a wrestling podcast. <laughs>
0: we'll get there folks
1: we will will. get there we will Um, our good buddy Matt Willis the magnificent Matt Willis at the Matt UK on Twitter Uh, he says here he would love to have been able to be at Live Aid what a blast that must have been Oh, yeah, totally. I agree. We've mm-hmm. seen the performances. I mean, obviously, Queen is the one that everyone remembers, isn't it? The standout yeah. there. But I think Status Quo opened the day, I believe. Well, they were on early anyway. Yeah. And everyone was singing along to some Quo classics. Guns N' Roses also performed. And just absolutely awesome stuff. I'd, I'd love that as well. That'd be And the old Wembley, as much of a dump as it was, it's still, you see video footage of that concert at that old Wembley with the Twin Towers. Amazing. Just, just mm-hmm. groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. Um, Matt also says he would have loved to have been able to see Triple H versus The Rock from Backlash 2000. What a crowd that was. Have we covered that one, Maxie? Um I'm not sure I, we have.
0: I don't know if we have, but I'm sure it will it will come up sooner rather than later.
1: Hmm, okay. Um, he says he guesses the main one is to see if he and Chris, who who's Matt's partner, would have met at an earlier point the whole what if kind of thing. Oh, we're back to time traveling, wibbly wobbly paradoxes. And, and, and <laughs> different timelines, crisscrossing and it, what ifs and sliding doors and all that nonsense. Oh, it's a whole different show, mate.
0: As Sharon said in the chat earlier, Oh God. Don't get him started.
1: <laughs> oh, I get really passionate and excited and about I've
0: heard the whole time travel paradox lecture far too many times. I think Sharon comes on this show every week as, as therapy. She just puts up with your, <laughs> your like, grief all week and she's like, it's nearly Monday, it's nearly Monday, I can air all my issues. <laughs> and she just hey, comes a- on and, and slates you. <laughs>
1: Had a good day today. Mine, I went to the shop, bought a few bits, made her a fryer, done the washing up after. I'm, I, I think that means that, you know, by rights, she should listen to me talk about time travel. It's,
0: it's almost always, like it's, you're you know, we're, domesticated.
1: We're married, mate, it's given and take, isn't
0: It <laughs> <laughs> you give it and she takes it. You give all the grief and she takes all the grief.
1: Yeah, that does sound about right. To be fair. <laughs> um <laughs> the last couple i have here on twitter uh so if i've missed anyone i apologize Maggies, give flag them if i've missed any uh but i have well one, one from twitter and one was actually a message sent via whatsapp so i wouldn't forget because i can actually then screenshot it from whatsapp as well uh from two of my three daughters Uh-oh. Anya. first of all said she couldn't choose just one event but a few that spring to mind. She'd like to have seen Michael Jackson on his farewell tour. Uh, and that's a good shout, actually. Sharon also, when we were discussing this earlier on before, I, you know, came upstairs to to start the show with you, Max, was saying an opportunity to see Michael Jackson perform live. Mm-hmm. It is something that stood out to her as well. And would like to have been there to see, or I suppose stroke here, Martin Luther King's speech. I'm, I'm assuming she means the whole, I have a dream speech that, you know, I, I well, imagine it's pro- that one. Probably
0: more the speech that when he uh, he got shortchanged in Tesco. Oh, I mean, that yeah.
1: yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair enough. I mean, he did like a rant, didn't he? Let's be he honest. Did. When he
0: when he <laughs> when he didn't get his preferred meal deal.
1: Yeah, when like the, the spicy chicken wrap wasn't <laughs> I there. Have yet. a
0: dream, that I could get a spicy chicken wrap. And a smoothie and a bag of Roysters.
1: I have a dream that the mountain Jew had not run out. <laughs> but, you know, very important fella. Um, and <laughs> yeah.
0: well, I've so a heard, allegedly. Yeah.
1: Uh, and it also says that she'd like to have seen medieval times. Um, says it would just be interesting to see how far society has come. And I suppose experience the, that time period firsthand, as opposed to just seeing it on the television and so on. And when I spoke to Charlie about this topic, I, I speak to the kids and get their sort of feedback as well during the week. Charlie, um, when I said to her about a band, potentially you could see straight away her ears pricked up. And she said she'd love have seen one direction before they split up. Which kind of made me smile, to be honest, that my little girl was that passionate about. I mean, it's not that music's in no way, shape, or form my cup of tea, but it kind of made me smile that my little girl was that passionate about a band in general. So,
0: good on you, absolutely good on you.
1: Yeah. Um, should we have a quick look in the chat, Maggie? Anything there that
0: we've missed before we get on to what you and me would do? Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of people excited for um, for the Quantum Leap uh, show. Um, Matt wants you to tell him more about it. And Scottish Danny, uh said he's never seen anything of quantum leap, but he's really looking forward to this hashtag cream soda. Uh, <laughs> Dan hashtag fucking delinquents. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, Matt has also said that uh, they found the first planet outside of the Milky Way today, um, oh, which is okay. twenty-eight million light years away. I mean, wow. that's a dis- that's a bit of a distance. That's, yeah. um, you need Scottish Danne wouldn't you? Said, <laughs> so does this mean that Uncle Dave's star rating means nothing? Yeah, because the stars have exploded. I mean, They're already they, dead. they mean nothing anyway, because he's he's a shill. He's an absolute shill. Um, Graham in the chat has put, I thought he would have uh, picked, going back to when the Power Rangers debuted on TV, I'm assuming he means Matt, because Matt is a, a nerd for Power Rangers. Oh, um, okay. And Matt's giving a little bit of context between him and Chris he said, we've had so many times where we've uh, we've missed out on each other growing up. Oh, um, right. Now, that's, fast. that's really interesting. That sort of, you know, again, Chris it's the sliding Clark doors of, of thing, of isn't labs. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sharon said, uh, I'm assuming she means you had a, a complaint to make about bubbly chocolate. Or she might mean um, Martin Luther King, actually. Ah, well, that's fair. Yeah. Mm. I mean... He, he seems a sensible bloke, so he probably didn't like bubbly chocolate. Um <laughs> Martin Luther King. He seems a sensible bloke. <laughs> Dan Griffin saying, uh, saying exactly what I was thinking when uh when you mentioned medieval times, I bet they bloody stunk and I bet it was dirty. I bet everything was just was manky.
1: There was just shit everywhere, weren't there? From all the animals yeah. and people were just shit in the street and stuff, weren't
0: they? Yeah, just there was were scruffs back in them days. I mean, I was not going to say that, but I, I certainly won't dispute. Uh, <laughs> Anya said, uh, I saw One Direction live, kind of rubbing it in there, and you're a bit mean. I uh, could have just kept that to yourself. Um, <laughs> and then Sharon, I'd love to take Charles to see One Direction. We like to sing a few of their songs whilst driving. That sounds like maybe the worst car journey in the history of uh of the universe but uh two weeks are <laughs> on whatever whatever makes you happy charlie mm. if you love one direction good for you absolutely yeah. good for you
1: exactly mate exactly what about yourself then Max? if you could uh pop back and forth through time where, where where would you want to head to mate where would you want to go or when i suppose
0: Wow! I just removed that. Oh, one sec. Let me take that off. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I'd piggy, piggyback off, off Dan's uh, uh, straight away going to the 966 World Cup, uh, just when England were legitimately top of the world in football, um, and just i mean even now it's still looked back as one of the the greatest things that that this country's ever done in terms of sport so yeah definitely like to to go and see that i'd also uh be really interested to to go back to the the berlin olympic games when jesse owens absolutely made a mockery out of hitler and his uh and his uh aryan race by being a, a black man who won multiple olympic medals in front of, of hitler i thought that that would have been a kind of a big fuck you to one of the worst human beings to ever have graced the planet. Uh So that would have been cool to see, I suppose. Uh But I'm, I'm kind of like Steve-O and kind of like Anya in a way. I'd like to go back to some of these times where uh, monumental things have happened in, in, in like, in terms of history, not so much as, uh, as morbid as steve I I don't want to go and see like mass murder and people dying. <laughs> uh But I, I mean, things like going to see um, the the first space shuttle or the first spacecraft taking off and, and seeing just how important that was, or the first flight, um, the first kind of phone call across a, across a continent, things like that, just like monumental, life-changing uh, events that, that we now take for granted. Mm. Uh, those are some of the things that I'd like to go back and see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not as deep as that, mate.
0: Plus, I'd like to win some money. I'd do a Rob as well. Invest in Amazon. (laughs)
1: Uh, I personally, uh, a big one for me being a United fan would be to go back to when we were good still, you know, which is obviously not this weekend, just gone. Uh, (laughs) I'd like to go back and and experience that, that trouble winning season again. Um, I attended a couple of games but none of the big ones I'd like to go you know, be there for the European Cup final itself I mean the, the the Wembley final against Newcastle as well even the last day of the season when they clinched the league title against Spurs when they were one down and came back from that just a special team playing some brilliant football um, music wise then is kind of I suppose the next big thing for me I'd like to I'd like to tell my younger self never to miss a motorhead show because Moted came through r- around these ways pretty much every November. And I was always I got to a stage where I'd seen them several times and I thought to myself, oh, I'll catch them next year. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, eventually Lemmy passed away. I mean, I got to see them ten or eleven times, but I could have seen them much, much more, and now they're gone. Is that thing of it's a shame. Um, or the big one for me that from there would be probably uh, Iron Maiden headlining Rock in Rio in Brazil in what's been early 2000s late well bruce stingson had just rejoined the band in 99 they released the brave new world album Um, and i'll attach a video i'll put a a link out on the show's twitter to um like the intro to the concert because you see them fly in on the dvd because there's quarter of a million people there and it's just it's breathtaking it's just every time i see it and and the intro the lights and the crowd i get goosebumps so i'd like to you know probably had to see and see an iron maiden on the effectively i suppose was a mini reunion tour when bruce dickinson rejoined the band so yeah that's kind of it for me i think Max.
0: yeah some the some really good shows and um Sharon has already put in the chat. Wow. I don't know if that's a, 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 your picks or whether it was because isolated well, one. No, I think it's the latter. Oh, I think um, it's the latter. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Dan has, uh, has come up with a, a real kind of head scratcher of one. I traveled back to see just how the universe was created, record it on my phone, then come back and tell everyone to stop killing each other over religion. That's brilliant. I absolutely love that one. Um Sharon uh, saying that was a memorable for for so many reasons for you wasn't it babe I mean I, I assume that's you I think I'm safe in assuming that she means you yeah when she brackets it the treble uh, yeah I wasn't really bothered about money you now winning the treble in fact I, I kind of detested it um, so, <laughs> no yeah. I I was
1: uh, in '99 I was nineteen eighteen something like that <laughs> um, and the night of the European Cup victory um I did two very silly things one was proposed to my at the time fairly long-term girlfriend because I was very very drunk and it's still you know a laughing point to me and Sharon now um it wasn't Sharon by the way it was <laughs> and brilliant <laughs> and secondly we watched the show uh, the show watched the match the final in um a bowling place in Gloucester because it was really good at the time to go to watch the footballing because there's, there's so many screens and there's a big space and there's a massive gang of us there and funnily enough, Sharon was there as well, but we weren't together already for that at the time. We were you know, different people, obviously. And um, I ended up in my drunken state when United won the um, Champions League, buying everyone in the effectively in the bar, or at least in my section of the bowling place, a, a drink to celebrate. Not thinking of the cost. And it came in at around 170 quid. Um uh, I know again, drunk, didn't think nothing of it. Just blasted it on my card and away we went. Woke up the following morning. Skin. Whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's a day that you'll never, ever forget.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was brilliant. Uh, and Solskjaer has won it. Man, just fantastic comment. Again, getting back to the likes of Jim Ross providing commentary and so on. Mm-hmm. The commentary the ITV guy provided to that match. It still sticks in my mind now, all these years later. It's such an important aspect of when we watch sporting events, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Ironic how uh, pivotal uh, Solskjaer was in that and how pivotal he is in in taking Man United down to potentially the championship.
1: Don't talk fucking nonsense. Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take that bet, mate. <laughs> you know... F- we ain't going down, so. <laughs> anyway, we are a wrestling podcast, so. <laughs>
0: we are, allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly.
1: Are. So, shall we get round, Magsy, to talking a little wrestling? Mm, let's get ready to rumble! I want a poll. I want a poll. <laughs>
0: to be fair... I had one four in a row, so it was getting
1: a bit boring. Yeah, so I was very, very happy to have won a pole. I, I I thought a few weeks back, I'll go level it up soon because I got to like between one or just two behind you, maybe. I think you were on like 24 and I was on 22 or something like that. But uh, yeah, then you pulled away again, didn't you, mate? Sort of running away of it again. Mean, so.
0: To be fair, you also did suck up to the to the uh, voters with the "Would you mind if I, awfully, if I put Chris Benoit in? I know he's a bad man, but I really (laughs) want to watch this match." (laughs) So they all felt really sorry for you.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you know, I I played on their goodwill by talking about a a murderer. Yeah, that works. (laughs) Oh. What's this? Dan Griffin, Solskjaer has won it, is a phrase you hear, You don't hear much nowadays.
0: Yeah. No,
1: that's very true. And also, I uh,
0: Man United legend Steve Bruce is looking for a job.
1: Hey, fantastic player for us. Fantastic player He'll, top, he'll, top he'll keep I you life. up.
0: He'll definitely keep you up. Yeah,
1: and and, that's why I said. I'll take that back.
0: <laughs> and as Dan says, uh, get your blankets and your hot chocolate and your water bottles. It's time for us to uh, tell you a tale about a match from years gone by.
1: Many moons ago. Many, 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 moons. many <laughs> moons ago. moons A moon, moon surrounded by dead stars. Um, <laughs> yeah, my selection won the pole Magazine, the main event of WrestleMania 20, a triple threat match for the World Heavyweight Championship between Triple H, Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit. Now, before we get into this, everyone, I've, I assume everyone is aware of what happened at the end of Benoit's life. It's yes. horrific. It's horrid. It's something that we don't want to get into here. Our show I mean, not about that. But I it's... mean,
0: we, we we can caveat it by saying not us reviewing uh, and mm. talking about his match is in no way condoning what happened uh, on that that horrific night. The the acts of Chris Benoit uh, was monstrous, and we will ne- we will never ever condone what he did. Uh, this is just us uh, decompartmentalizing his wrestling career. It doesn't uh, change how we feel about what he did as a person to, to his victims.
1: Yeah, yeah, brilliantly put, Maxi, brilliantly put. And if anyone's not, and I, I'm, I'm referencing my kids here, and I don't know if Sky is still up and about. I to me, mean, it's, it's coming to 10 o'clock, don't look at it. Just yeah. take our words for it, leave it as yeah. it, okay? Look at Chris Benoit here as the wrestler and just end it, end it with those mm-hmm. Um Yeah. This was in Madison Square Garden, main awesome. event of WrestleMania for the big gold belt. Oh, mate, it had a huge, big match feel to it, didn't it?
0: Yeah. And, and the whole kind of premise of this WrestleMania 20, I think the tagline was something like where it all begins again. Um, they'd been, they'd gone, WrestleMania had gone from arena sizes to stadium sizes, uh, and for the twentieth WrestleMania, they went back to the home of WWE, essentially Madison Square Gardens, where um, where that's their wrestling mecca, I suppose. So mm. it was very kind of poignant that that these huge uh, these huge shows happened in that arena.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this um uh, this time period, I I was. Everyone knows everyone knows how much I love Shawn Michaels. He, he is He's my favourite of all time along with Ric Flair. He, the guy's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, but I was fully invested in 2004 Chris Benoit, from the Rumble win mm. to... I mean, yeah, basically he he won the Royal Rumble to earn this title shot. Uh, yeah, he was at the time on SmackDown, but turned up on Raw when Shawn Michaels and Triple H were arguing about the next match yeah. and their, their oh, year-long yeah. feud
0: so the essentially the, the context is uh, that uh, Triple H and and Showmakers have been feuding for, for a long long time a long and time they, yeah and they'd had a couple of matches that had uh, gone to a draw um, then when we get to the Rumble show they, I think that they went to a draw in a last man standing match yeah that's right and absolute
1: bloodbath as well
0: yeah yeah um, so, um, Shawn Michaels with with Benoit being on SmackDown and winning the Rumble, he he assumed he was getting another title shot because they needed to finish this uh, this feud. Um, so he was out on Raw, um, basically trying to push for the for the for the title match. Stone Cold said, "Nope, you didn't win at the Rumble, and you also didn't win the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. So I want to bring out the winner of that match right here." Chris Benoit comes out to, to massive cheers and uh, and a lot of shock as well because he was a SmackDown guy. He, he wasn't expected to turn up on Raw, uh, and he essentially challenged uh, Triple H. We got a contract signing where um, Chris Benoit is just about to sign the, the contract to make the match official, and Shawn Michaels super kicks him, signs in his place, uh, and Eric Bischoff, who was the GM, uh, essentially says this is going to be a triple threat match. And I think this ends up being the first ever world title triple threat match yeah. to be held at a WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and it, it really, it was difficult for me as a fan watching at this time, because again, like I said, Michael's was my guy yeah. and I wanted him to win, of course, but the Benoit storyline and the Rumble performance and the fact that I mean, I was reading you know, the Dirt Sheets magazine and so on, and I was effectively, um, I suppose, a bit of a dipshit, Mark, because I wanted the, the best wrestler to win, and that was Benoit. It didn't matter to me that he was, you know, he's too small, or you know, in my mind, I was oh, screw Vince McMahon for not getting this guy because he's too small or he can't talk. He's a, I, wa- I, wa- I watch wrestling, and I want the best wrestler to win. <laughs> so I was fully behind Benoit, but also Michaels was in the match as well. So watching it live. Um, staying up till silly o'clock or whenever it was, I was quite torn actually on the night, um, but I remember popping huge when when Benoit actually did win the match and and, and secure the world championship. But we've got a little bit to go through before we get there. Uh, something that really hit me, Magsy, and it is I suppose the the, the the sort of passage passage of time I guess does this. But how even though it was at Madison Square Garden, how low key it almost felt with the entrances because you're not in the big stadiums and the main events now, they all get big special entrances and so on. It was very, you know, I mean, Shawn Michaels had a couple of streamers go off. And at the time that seemed like a big deal. Do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I totally agree with you. I think it, it was very muted. Uh, and I think that that comes with having a, a, an arena rather than a stadium. Mm. You obviously have uh, less room to make a a, a massive uh, stage uh, uh, setup. You have less uh, room for fans. You've got less room for a walkway, so it, it does make sense. But the thing that that kind of annoyed me um, about the the entrances was how much um, Jr was was uh, massaging the numbers. Uh, I think he said something like that. Shawn Michaels uh, was this was his eleventh WrestleMania, which was correct. But then he said he it was his sixth main event, which I don't think was true i think if i remember rightly he was main event in wrestlemania 12 and wrestlemania yep. 14 yeah uh, at wrestlemania 11 he was a title match but it wasn't the last wasn't match. Main event.
1: bam bam bigler went on
0: last year. yeah exactly um and then at, at, at wrestlemania 10 it wasn't it was a main ramp. event at wrestlemania 19 it wasn't the main event so he kind of stretched it a little bit oh and then at, totally. And then I think uh he said that Triple H uh, was in his nine for WrestleMania, and the last two he was in were main events. He was the faced Booker the year before, and that was Slap certainly in the middle the, of the card. Yeah. Certainly not a main event. Exactly. So uh the, the massaging of facts. Uh I mean it's a it's a typical WWE trope mm-hmm. nowadays, but uh yeah, that that kind of grinded me, especially going remembering what happened with Booker and how he should have won that match. Yeah. I mean, I know Triple H gets a lot of grief for, for burying people and, and, and things like that, but at WrestleMania, he's usually, he's got. I think he's got a, a minus a record. He's lost way more matches than he's won at WrestleMania. So, yeah, he does put people over, but he should have put Booker T over in that fucking match. That's yep. still great. I'd go back to that match, and I'd be the referee, and I'd quit <laughs> out so Booker T won that match. Uh, that's what I'd do with my time-travelling. But yeah, yeah, I, 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 should have gone over. Yeah, but getting to your point, yeah, it, it was a very kind of muted um, entrance in terms of the fans. though, they were rabid. They were rabid, uh, especially for Benoit. Benoit was hot.
1: Yeah, and again, it, it goes to show for me how how when WWE get it right, they they do it so so well. Mm-hmm. Because Benoit was a smaller guy who couldn't really talk um i suppose he to a degree maybe to some people he still had a little bit of that wcw stench on him when he came over in 2000 okay this is four years later but to me he still felt like a wcw guy um he he was basically a solid talented mid-carder that you 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 kind of see i suppose it's where he went back to after this as well but it's um he's kind of the guy who gives you a good match and your star beats on the way up, I suppose, is kind of his role that he would eventually have. So the fact that he was in this main event, I loved. And I think the way WWE told the story made other people love it too.
0: Yeah, I think I think the, the fan reactions that he was getting uh, all the way up to leading to the Royal Rumble gave uh, WWE not really much choice than to push him. I mean, kind of like how they they were kind of had their hand force with Daniel Bryan. I think that was a uh 10 years before that was the same with mm. Benoit. People appreciated the the technical skill. I mean uh on a technical level he was probably the best wrestler in the world at this time uh in terms of sheer in ring uh wrestling talent um so the fans really were gravitating, gravitating towards him uh, and he was getting massive massive uh cheers uh so i think there there was there wasn't much option than to push him of it it's a absolute waste uh, and couple that with the fact he was clearly best friends with Eddie Guerrero who was who was on the 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 hottest streak of his career um it kind of made sense to end this show the way that they did having two uh two best friends all the way through their, their wrestling careers uh made it to the, the big dance of WDF and both eventually uh champions at, at the end of the biggest show on the on the calendar year so um it, it made every sense in the world to to push Benoit to to that point. Um so yeah, I I was definitely a Benoit guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think as well it, it was kind of um a necessity, it was like a needs must for WWE as well, because they were very much looking, I suppose, for the next guy, um, uh, or even just looking for an identity to a degree, because uh Lesnar. And Goldberg were both leaving after this pay per view because their last
0: mm-hmm.
1: their last performance was on this show against each other. Austin was no more because of his neck injury. Uh, I mean, he's reti- he had, he didn't die; he, he, he retired. He retired no more. Yeah, exactly. You know, so he couldn't work in the ring. The Rock was he, the Rock was here, but it was very much a special occasion. Him popping in. You know, he wasn't long term. I suppose Mick Foley as well was wrestling on WrestleMania twenty. He wasn't a long term. He wasn't going to be around in in at this time. People thought he wasn't going to be around long term, but he did. Obviously, keep coming back. And yeah, so and,
0: and then you also had kind of like the the young up and comers who just were probably not quite ready. The likes of Randy Orton, uh, who was on this card, uh, mm-hmm. Cena as well, uh, both are uh, kind of really barreling the way through the mid card, but just not just not primed enough for, for yeah. um, main event spots. So kind of having Chris Benoit as that that middle guy and Eddie Guerrero as that middle guy uh, kind of moved away from those stars who were leaving uh, and they had enough kind of like star power to help bring through the the, the younger, hungry talent.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, the match itself, magsy it starts off with Triple H taking a bump to the outside. And then we get an exchange between Michaels and Benoit for only a couple of minutes. But it's just those two early on. Um, I thought this was bloody fantastic.
0: I, I mean, triple threats can either go one of two ways. They can stink because you've got the odd man who uh who kind of just um makes the match shit the bed, or you can play it like this played it, where mm. um each one had a had a break almost, uh, shall we say. So we essentially got three different singles matches all rolled into one i think that's how uh, triple threats work the best you obviously are going to get the the double teaming and we see uh, see that quite a few times but for me uh when the the it's one on one action that's then suddenly split up by a, a, a the third person um that is what makes it uh the best for me i think
1: yeah i think you're right and i think um direction can do a lot to help with this as well Uh, There's a few moments in this match that we see where, uh, as you say, you you have effectively a singles match going on Uh, and what's going on in the ring is so good. I almost forget about the third guy. Mm -hmm. And then when they come in and interrupt a count or make the save or whatever, it feels out the blue because the camera works. Yeah. The camera works not jumping back and forth all over the place like it is now. I mean, there's one moment where uh, I think Triple H has hit the pedigree, he goes to cover, Shawn Michaels, again, a little bit of a throwback, I suppose, to the year before with Booker T, he takes a long time to make that cover. But then, rather than Michaels kicking out, Benoit jumps in the ring and disturbs the count. But, I didn't expect that to happen because we've not seen Shawn Michaels for a few minutes. He's been completely off screen and there's no daft camera cuts that we're getting now where you can still you catch him every now and again. And it kind of reminds you that he's there, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and you, you don't see them kind of harding or, or um, taking a rest at, at the at ringside, where you, uh, with, especially with the cuts that you see with WWE now where they're cutting the camera every five seconds. You catch wrestlers essentially taking a break. You catch mm. wrestlers kind of peeping over the apron to see when it's their time to come in the ring. You didn't get any of that with this, and I think that camera work. There was a, there was a one point of it where it, it annoyed me when we missed uh show. Michael skinning the cat pretty early in the match. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I think uh, Kevin Dunn actually should get a lot of praise for the way this this camera um, uh, controlling was done. I thought that it really helped add to the match
1: yeah yeah totally i agree um we also see a, a few really sort of clever creative spots i guess there's an occasion where um benoit and triple h are on the outside but the one has hold of the other and then michaels comes out of nowhere with a baseball slide mm. quite early on before he climbs to the top rope and does a moonsault to the floor um so incredibly simple it's just a baseball slide but it looked it looked fantastic because of what the other two were doing at the same time um we get exchanges of people's finishes. I mean, the, 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 the cripple cross face that Benoit does, uh, is easy, I suppose, uh, or maybe not easy, but for these guys, it's easy for them to get to that move from yeah. other moves. So it's, and then, of course, Sweet music comes out of nowhere. The pedigree sometimes can be a good setup for a counter into other things. And it's just kind of those moments. It all seems so fluid. all sort of blended into one, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, th- there's, a, there's a point where um, I think it's Triple H. He's, uh, oh, no, it's Shawn Michaels who's going to attempt to do the 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 Benoit uh, triple German suplexes. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of kind of a... Um, Stealing the opponent's um, uh, big hitting moves, uh, but those those Germans always look brutal. I think uh, when he does them on Triple H, Triple H tries to force out after the second one, but the the way that Ben was able to power through, and he they may be the best looking German suplexes that we've ever seen in in wrestling because they look so brutal, and Shawn Michaels kind of scrambling to try and get to the oh, ropes. Yeah. Uh, it's, such, about that here, yeah. it's such a a good visual i mean he's he's literally facing the camera his arms are scrambling to, to try and grab the ropes knowing that he's going to be tossed on his shoulders and his neck at any second uh yeah i thought that that was a really cool visual
1: yeah his legs are flailing around as well aren't they and ben just ragging him i mean michael's is great he's selling noise you know he, obviously there are occasions where he goes too far, Ahem, Mr. Hogan. But um, it's, there, there's some brilliant moments with Sean Selling in the past anyway. Uh, and and with Benoit here, I mean, he, I think both he and Triple H worked very, very hard to make Benoit look the star, to make Benoit look the guy who was going to, in theory, carry the company. I mean, granted, it only lasted till SummerSlam that year. They, they, they'd effectively given up on him by that point, uh, WWE as a company. Mm-hmm. But this this was their go to for now. this is what they were wanting to do this is what they wanted to try and i think michael's and triple h did so much to to give him the rub i suppose as they say i mean the rematch um they have they exactly the same as this triple threat uh, at backlash the following month i think it's actually even better than this one mm-hmm. the rematch at backlash is better in my opinion and the, the 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 it's even more so that way of michael's and triple h Making Benoit look like this wrestling machine, uh, and really sort of pushing to get him over in that top spot. Uh, I think it's yeah. testament to how great, I suppose, all three of these guys these guys were.
0: Yeah, I totally, totally agree. I think um, with Benoit, he he always had the wrestling chops, but he didn't always connect with the fans. Uh, and I think the the WWE realized that this was his time. Um Shawn Michaels had come back uh in, in two thousand and two uh essentially with the aim of of making a bunch of new stars. Um and he I think that this is testament to how good of a, a person Shawn Michaels had become. I mean, we all know the the history of him being very political and very kind of protective of his spot. Um, but from, from his return in 2002, um, I thought that he, he was pivotal in making a hell of a lot of wrestlers uh, bigger than the what they are, and, and Benoit certainly uh, was one of the beneficiaries of that.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, we get some more brutal moments as well, I suppose, as the match progresses. Uh, we get Benoit suplexed by both Triple H and Shawn Michaels from one and eight's table, up into yeah. the air and slammed through another announced table. That looks very... Essentially
0: just thrown. Not oh, yeah. even not even a, a full on super because obviously it's gonna be hard for two guys to be stood on one table and, and land uh safely on another table. So yep. they just essentially pick him up and curl him. Yeah, throw him <laughs> through the table. But um even before we get to that, I mean we we see um I think that uh, Michaels hits the flying elbow, then the the super kick. Um but um and pulled Hunter out of the the pin, and then we get the slingshot into the ring post where Marcus yes. is the first one to to bleed. And yeah, I mean you can see him bleed uh, when he's when he's down on the floor. I get that. But it looked brutal, and mm-hmm. he really kind of like head the top of that post. Yeah. Um and the and Madison then,
1: Square Garden crowd when when he sort of turns the first the first inkling I got was when the crowd went ooh, mm-hmm. and as he's turning, and then he faces the camera, and you see all the blood. It's like oh right, okay, because it yeah. was a gusher, wasn't it?
0: And we actually end up with with pretty much all of them covered in blood. It's uh, mm-hmm. it becomes a, a very brutal, brutal match. But yeah, that spot with the table, um, you we thought we were going to get a pedigree, and then we thought we were going to get like a backdrop. But it eventually ends up being um, Benoit just hurled through through the the. I don't think it was even the Spanish announcement table. I think it was the was it the the, the SmackDown one, the one with Taz. I think.
1: Yeah, because I think they were stood on the Spanish announce table, weren't they? That was in the middle. Yeah. Um, there's a moment I, I loved as well. I'm a big fan of this sort of thing. I think I've seen it in Japan somewhere as well, where Benoit has the crossface on Shawn Michaels. And Michaels is looking like he's about to tap. And the hand comes out and he's he's going to tap out. And great. then Triple H oh, Triple H on the outside grabs Shawn Michaels' hand to stop him tapping out and costing Triple H his championship. How <laughs> Brilliant is that how genius that, is that
0: it's such a, a a clever spot i've seen it uh I think this is the first time I remember seeing it but I have seen it uh repeated over over uh, and over again but yeah it's such a clever spot, but even before we get to that I think uh, that the when we see Benoit get slammed through the table michael is actually quick into the ring if you if you if you uh watch it back and he points at triple h and he's like yeah let us finish this this is a mean you've me got you. rid of the third yeah. man let 's finish this, um, and I think we that 's where Hunter nearly wins and gets the gets the pedigree just takes too long to to get the cover and we get one of those moments where you think Benoit is out of the match, and then all of a sudden he's back in to break up the the pin. All three guys are down on the floor, and yeah, the crowd were just were just wild, absolutely wild, and everyone in that building was in Benoit's corner. The amount of cheers for Benoit is absolutely unreal.
1: Yeah, Sean was getting booed as well. I mean, you think how popular mm. Michaels is? Well, I suppose in certain circles, in other circles, he's definitely not. But in certain circles, you know, the Hart House maybe. But in certain circles, he's he's incredibly popular. He was getting booed because he just simply wasn't Benoit. It was, you know, it, was, it just, just the push that they gave Benoit and, and the way they booked it was just so perfectly done. It was just so well done, wasn't it? It,
0: it, it was. Uh, he was the uh, the right time, the right guy at the right time. Uh, mm-hmm. He definitely uh, deserved the push, and and Michaels and Triple H deserve all the props in the world for for getting the crowd. To to get fully beyond, but I mean, it's 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 always give and take in wrestling, and you need that that heel uh, or or the bad guys to to um, to help the face get over. And I think that the, them two were uh, were very giving in this match.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're without of date. Um, I suppose that brings us roughly to the finish, then Maxi, doesn't it? We have um, Chris Benoit putting the Sharpshooter on Triple H. Mm-hmm. Sweet chin music breaks that up, and that looked like he absolutely just clocked him.
0: The, the slow motion replay. Um, Michaels, uh, I've heard a lot of people report saying that uh, Michaels makes the sweet Chim music look absolutely brutal, but he he makes contact as light as a feather. Mm-hmm. He didn't make contact light as a feather with Benoit. He took Benoit's face off. It yeah. was such a big <laughs> shot. Um, but that that uh, leads to him going for trying to go for another um, sweet your music. Uh, Benoit is able to counter that and toss him over the, the, the ring. And then we really get... bundles over the top rope as well, yeah, doesn't he? Like, he one leg, then the other, head. and yeah, sort tumbles on, get away. Out. Yeah. <laughs> get out, you prick. <laughs> Uh, but the the whole kind of last couple of minutes uh, with uh, Benwell having Triple H locked in that pedigree, uh, locked in that uh, that crossface, is so damn good. Such a a, a well told story in just one move. You've got Triple H uh, almost passing out. Uh, the guy did kick out at one, just being the douchebag that he is, powering up. Um, but the the uh, not wanting to tap, almost reaching the ropes, and then Benoit kind of rolling him back into the middle of the ring, uh, and then just cranking back on on his head and Triple H. I, I have to give him props; he sold this like an absolute champion. Yeah. Uh, he could have easily tapped quick and, and the match was over, but I think that would have took away, uh, away a bit of the, the impact of it. But he stayed in this move for, for ages and ages to the point where he had no other option. There was no no way he was getting out. He'd used every kind of laugh line he had, and he ended up tapping. And then we see Benoit. And you, this is what wrestling uh, really means to me emotionally, when you see the wrestler crying because they've Mm. reached the top of the mountain. Um, We all know it's scripted. We all know that uh, it's all planned in advance, but that still doesn't take away the fact that you as a wrestler have reached the pinnacle of your career. You are the world champion in the biggest company in the world. They've um got enough faith in you that you they want yeah. to put you as as their number one guy. It must mean a hell of a lot to people. Um I, I mean, if if I were ever a wrestler and I was given that opportunity, I'd be busted out in tears because it's 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 the thing of dreams. I mean, mm. Benoit's dream was always to be a wrestler. It was always to be uh, a world champion, and to see him break down in in, in floods of tears that that brings a, an, a, a kind of a lump to your throat. Definitely.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, uh, mate. I'm, I, I wouldn't even need to win the world title to
0: get <laughs> just, just show up.
1: Just, just you know, if if I was a wrestler and I you know and I won like. I don't know the equivalent of the 24-7 championship uh, uh, in like my local social club sports hall sort of thing in front of in front of seven people and a, and a dog I'd be blubbing like a baby in the corner celebrating jumping out jumping out to meet you know, the seven people there would be my family and I'd just go <laughs> and celebrate with them <laughs> the,
0: the drinks are on sir. oh exactly. shit it's another 170 quid bill again Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh absolutely brilliant brilliant match I really enjoyed watching it back to the point where I actually then after watching that watched the 2004 Rumble and then I went to Backlash and I watched the Backlash triple threat as well again the Backlash triple threat I think is the better of the two I don't know if that's because the, they're they're in Canada so the crowd are very pro Benoit even yes. more so than they are here so mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes it a bit different I'm, I'm not sure but yeah I mean this whole this era of Benoit he, he ends up facing Michaels in a one-on-one match at some stage Triple H in a one-on-one as well um, before ultimately losing the belt to Randy Orton at SummerSlam that year. Uh, and even that, when he, when he lost the belt to Orton, was a great match as well. So, I yeah, mean, this period was Super.
0: Yeah, it goes exactly back to, to what I said. He he may have been that kind of transitional between the old guard leaving and and the likes of Randy Orton and John Cena coming through, but it, it doesn't take away just how um, good of a wrestler he was. Uh, and he yeah. definitely deserved the plaudits at this time for being arguably the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. Well, between him and probably Angle at this time, them two were head and shoulders above everybody uh, in terms of wrestling.
1: Mm. The match that he and, uh, sorry, Benoit and Angle had at the Royal Rumble 2003, I think Mm -hmm. it was, um, is just an absolute masterclass. It's it's so, so good. So good.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: So, Maxie, what do you want to give this out of 10 then, my friend?
0: Yeah, we've had a, sp- a spate of uh, of matches where um, we look upon them fondly with rose coloured glasses, but when we've gone back and watched them, uh, they kind of haven't lived up to to how we remember them. I think this one is is a better match than I actually remembered it being. I think emotionally. Um, it, it was way better the The re- the wrestling, uh, was better than I remembered it. So this is probably going to rate pretty highly for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go with a nine. I think it was okay. that good. I think it was such a, a well-told story to, uh, to uh, genuine legends, uh, putting over the the person who should have been the top guy at the time. Um, everything went right in this match. Uh, just great storytelling, uh, great wrestling, brutal, brutal violence, and the the end, the the final shot of, of two best friends at the very top of the the biggest wrestling company in the world, after spending decades uh, in tiny, tiny arenas and travelling all over the world and, and 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 going on this journey together to be at the top of the tree. It's such um, a monumental point in wrestling that, yeah, I can't give it less than a nine.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going <laughs> to give it less than a nine.
0: <laughs> you heartless, heartless... <laughs>
1: I'm going to go eight um, purely because again, this match I think suffered for me because I then watched the rematch. Okay. And in my mind, the rematch is better. So if I'd seen this as a standalone, my rating probably would have been a bit different, but I kind of skewed it, I guess by watching the, the the rematch, which to me was, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this one, but the rematch was a smidge better for me. Mm -hmm. So I think eight for me is uh, is where I'm going to go, Maxy. But, you know, Benoit was superb at this time. Mm-hmm. Triple H, I think this is not peak Triple H, because I think that was back in 2000, 2001, before his injury and so on. But this is, I suppose, the next peak Triple H, I guess. He's kind of doing things here that are some of his best since his injury. And then, you know, Sean's the boy, isn't he? Sean's the kiddie, so... Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Great stuff. I, I can totally understand your reasoning for especially if you went back and watched the 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 rematch. I didn't do that. Um but I definitely it would definitely be on the list to watch sometime this week.
1: Mm, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, where do we go next?
0: Well, before we get there, uh, we've had uh, something which is a change for for uh, chairman wrestling. Normally the the, the gang uh, all cuddle up and, and uh, sit there, <laughs> cut chocolates and, and listen away. But they've actually been really kind of a chatter during this, uh, this analysis. So we start with Scottish Danny saying he loved Triple H's white boots. Oh, I yeah, thought, totally. I thought they were fucking horrific. Really? Absolute, yes, they were disgusting. They I can just, remember him coming out in those, watching it
1: live and thinking, I sounds so daft now because it's just boots, but thinking, oh, he's dressed different because it's WrestleMania. You know, I'm thinking it was a big deal, you know?
0: Well, you're a fucking delinquent then, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Dan Griffin saying, just mentioning the 2004 Royal Rumble reminds me of Daniel Puder getting the absolute shit knocked out of him. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Did, was um, that that one, was it? Yeah, it was. Um, Daya Puri, he was only in the WWE for a short time, but mm. he nearly broke her angle's arm and then got beat up in a, a Royal Rumble. Scottish, yeah, yeah, Danny, that, yeah. Scottish Danny saying the promo package for this video was a great, I think it's very underappreciated. Uh, I think it was a, a great promo. And then, making us feel old, everyone at school was talking about this pay per view. Uh, at school the morning after thanks there for I like yeah. the way you double down on at school just to to rub it in that we're old af um <laughs> this is an interesting question as well um so scottish Daddy says uh, 1994 was was the year of bret hart 2004 benoit 2014 of uh their brain who will be the star in 2024
1: wwe wise i can't tell you i don't watch Me- enough of the product
0: Dan has got uh, Dan Griffin has got a good shouting bronze breaker. I think that guy has got star written through him. Is that Steiner? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, okay. Rick
0: Steiner's son. Yeah. yeah, But if it, if it's not him, it's probably going to be uh, Brock Lesnar Jr., uh, Parker Boudreau. I think he's he's another one who they are going to absolutely push to the moon.
1: Hmm. Okay, so I've not seen any of NXT. 2. It's really
0: good. It, it's Is it really? really, really. It's very much a throwback to uh, older NXT, where you you may not know the stars as as much as you did in like the the last few uh, run, the last run of uh, NXT. But there's enough star power in there for you to 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 cling onto, and really pushing the younger stars. I mean, it, it it's a renaissance for me for for NXT. Oh, okay,
1: yeah,
0: I'll give it a go then. Okay, go. Okay. But then I
1: don't, I don't watch Raw, um, and okay. I, I watched I watch SmackDown this week actually, wow. because I, I watched Goldberg. Sorry, I watched uh, Lesnar Reigns from the Saudi show, okay. just because that whole poor Heyman dynamic had me interested, and they made me want to tune into the SmackDown. So I watched SmackDown. So, but that's yeah. kind of it for WWE for me. I don't really know enough about the modern day WWE products to 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 call who's going to go where i guess
0: yeah i don't i i I keep um i keep abreast of the of the stories through uh news and through twitter but i don't watch raw at all don't really watch smackdown a lot i did catch some of the saudi uh show um normally i would give them a wide berth because of the whole Mm. politics and things like that but god damn there were some good matches on that show god damn they were
1: i i I heard that like the uh, head in the cell match was excellent and stuff like that Mm. but i I just watched um I watched the main event. That was it. So but that was a great match.
0: Mm, and yeah. that that match, uh, and and this is uh kind of like a little bit of exclusive news. That match I watched with Mrs. Max, and as as I've said multiple times on the show, she is not a wrestling fan whatsoever. But she was getting very angry at Brock Lesnar, which made me realise she's actually very emotionally invested. So that that sent the old uh, the old gray matter twirling and there <laughs> uh-huh. may be a, a future podcast in that um, oh bloody hell so yeah, so keep your ears peeled for that uh, if I can convince her to to be on a, a podcast we we may throw around some ideas for that um but uh, getting back to the chat, we were Andy from Bam Bang checking in. He's uh several gallons of Europe is down on holiday, uh somewhere in Devon. And he also loved that spot. And I'm assuming he means the the stopping of the the tap spot when yeah, uh, yeah. the revival did it in NXT. Um so yeah, the the chat is uh, the chat is alive still going into the end of the show, so we really do appreciate that. Um, Dan, even though they've made Parker Boudreau look like Uncle Festa footnails. Brilliant. He absolutely <laughs> does. Nail. I mean, I, I assume you've seen Parker Boudreau before. Yes. He looks very much like Brett Lesnar. Um, He's shaved all his hair off now. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, so he does look a little bit like Uncle Fester.
1: Right. Mm. Well, you know, everyone needs a gimmick, I suppose.
0: And we'll leave <laughs> on this one. Reigns is a joy to watch right now. Well, he always is, but you know what I mean. That's from, the That's love from my of good lady. Powell.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know her feelings about Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, where do you want to go then, Magazine, next week for our Halloween special?
0: Well, as you say, it's the Halloween special, and uh, let me reiterate do not let this fail, people. Send us your new old or whatever Halloween uh Fancy dress pictures uh, so you can be in the mix to win uh one of the once uh in a lifetime unique goodies from uh from chain wrestling. So definitely, definitely joining that. Um so yeah, we we decided back uh uh in the in the, the DMs to kind of make this uh, spooky as as uh, suppose with uh with uh with it being Halloween themed. Um so I said how about we keep it to Undertaker matches. But mm-hmm. not the kind of American badass or Dead Man in Undertaker, but the the genuine original Undertaker. So kind of like the 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 first iteration going up to maybe the corporate ministry, where he was involved in some of those more kind of like supernatural uh, style matches. Um, so going along them themes and obviously trying to kind of strong arm a link in with a uh, with with today's match because that's the whole point. There has to be a chain. Um, it's pretty easy to do because Undertaker has faced all three of these guys before. Um, he's faced um, Michaels and Triple H at multiple WrestleManias. Um, he's actually only faced Benoit twice in a in a uh, in in competition, and only once as a singles, which was oh, wow. uh, okay, which is a Rebellion uh, 2000 from Sheffield, uh, one that I um, I guess that Dan may have uh, as frequented soon as it was in. Uh, in his neck of the woods um but i actually want to go back 10 years from this um so go back to 1994 uh i want to go to the royal rumble have you got this pick as well
1: i've got a backup pick don't worry
0: so (laughs) but yeah i I was i was going there mate
1: i was going there
0: i want to go to uh probably the, the most famous casket match that uh, Undertaker's been involved in, and he's been involved in a hell of a lot of casket matches um, I want to go to the one where he uh, faces Yokozuna uh, for um, in, in the casket match, the, the infamous one where he first he rises from the, the casket and oh, we get the you. first kind of a transformation of the Undertaker so yeah, I want to go to Royal Rumble 1994 Undertaker versus Yokozuna in a casket
1: match yeah that was going to be my choice Magazine. that was going to be my choice so.
0: great man's think and idiots agree <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so I'm going to go I'm, I'm just going to throw a bit of a wild card in there I guess uh, again using the Undertaker as a link my link wasn't that he'd faced all these my link was he was on the card just before this match Wrestling King.
0: Co- do you know what I mean hurts. so <laughs>
1: yeah it's easy enough to do isn't it so yeah um my choice then, as I mean, if, if my choice loses, I don't mind because World Rumble Night 4 was my choice in the first place. Yeah, where <laughs> it way. Way. Um, I'm gonna go with something horrid and horrible that we could potentially have a giggle at. I'm gonna go to WrestleMania 9 Max. Oh, and I'm gonna have a little look at well, if this wins, we can have a little look at The Undertaker. Versus Giant Gonzalez at WrestleMania 9.
0: I would rather watch when Hulk Hogan saved the world. It is awful, but it could be a giggle. There's nothing funny about Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Apart El-Gantin. from his claws. His, his, his ring gear was funny. Yeah, Pause. yeah. The,
1: Absolutely the, that, the shocking. The
0: chest and the pubes and
1: yeah.
0: all, all that. Sorry, One of the Scar- worst again.
1: wrestlers to... One of the worst wrestlers to ever do it. Um, yeah. The Undertaker apparently still to this day complains to Bruce Pritchard about booking him in that. Um, not a good WrestleMania. An awful bloody match. But Probably <laughs> heeding <laughs> on commentary. So.
0: And the only one, that Undertaker, of his streak, that he didn't win decisively as well.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> how, how but looking at his, his whole... The people he <laughs> beat in that streak and then you see that he... He beats uh giant Gonzalez by disqualification. Okay.
1: He only beat wasn't he was it Jake Roberts He only beat by a count out as well?
0: Yeah, yeah. But at least he's had to beat somebody down enough that that they can't answer the count. Mm. He lost he beat Gonzalez because Gonzalez tried to essentially um chloroform him. I mean, yeah. I'm giving away the match hopefully, so that we don't have to watch it and then we get to watch <laughs> Yokozuna, but The pick is yours,
1: guys. Pick. Yeah, there we go. So there we go. Where do we go next week for our super spectacular Halloween special? Do we go to the 1994 War Rumble and see some Undertaker silliness when he faces Yokozuna in a casket match and? rises up to heaven at the end i guess i don't know but it's, it's kind of silly uh, or do we go to WrestleMania 9 and see some undertaker silliness where he faces giant gonzalez and it's terrible and bad and rubbish and probably a bit of a giggle those will be your options on the poll uh, the poll will be up later in the week once the audio show has been released for your lughole listening pleasure um yeah so that's it mate that's it i suppose sorry for the win my wife says in the uh in the chat uh mm, yeah
0: <laughs> I should, if I was... the only time she supported your pick and it's the time you don't want her to support it yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's it you watch her garner support on twitter now to get us to watch that garbage you know whilst we're sat in fancy dress next week talking about giant bloody gonzalez and his chloroform sheet or whatever why
0: did you come up with this idea sir Uh,
1: i'll be honest i said i had a backup plan it's the first thing that came to mind when you had my (laughs) (laughs) it's literally the first thing that popped in my head so i was like "Ah, i'll just go with that it ain't gonna win anyway now i'm concerned
0: (laughs) i'm I'm very very worried yes Uh, anyway next
1: week our Halloween special. It's going to be bloody fantastic. Some chain wrestling merch available to be won. Um, send in your pictures. DM them to Mr. Mags at Pod five Mags. DM them to the show at Chain underscore wrestling. But it's easier if they go to Magsy. I'm not going to lie. Um, recent pictures, old pictures. You dressed up in fancy dress as a kid. Whatever you want to send us. It's all for good fun or for a bit of a giggle. The only way make sure you're eligible to win the chain wrestling merch the t-shirt the pop socket all these other bits and bobs that we got for you um we need you to be following chain wrestling on twitter at chain underscore wrestling we need you to be following radio techers on twitter at radio techers and we need you to be subscribed to the radio techers youtube channel
0: that's it that's That's i mean you you all already do that anyway so
1: and you get a lovely t-shirt if you win that declares you the chain wrestling Halloween 2021 champion. And there's only one. I'm not going to have one. Magsy, I'm pointing the wrong direction. there. Magsy won't have one. No one will have one apart from you. If you win and we'll collect the site. It's not one size fit. It's not like, you know, if you're, if you're a youngster sending a pick in, um, uh, and you win, you've got to wear it like a bed a bed sheet. You know? We'll take your size and get it made it, it, specifically for you.
0: It, it's going to be the same size as those uh, little um, football kits you used to stick in your car window. Oh, the, the stoppers you have to spit it, yeah, on. yeah. yeah. It's yeah. that sad. <laughs> That's it. You can wear it like a glove like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the champion.
1: Oh, there we go then. Magsy, before we depart, do you want to let everybody know whereabouts they can find you online and whereabouts they can find your awesome content, especially a change in attitude, which I'm loving. Whereabouts are we up to now, my friend?
0: Uh, we are just getting to the point where um, uh, Pillman has got a gun.
1: Oh my god! <laughs>
0: um, before before I give my socials, I want to kind of quell the uh, the 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 riot that's going on in that in our chat. I think there's a bit of a coup going on. Sir, uh, no Dan Griffin saying at Scottish Danny at Sharon. Should we do our own ravel? Uh, Broadcast because they want to see an alternative timeline where chain wrestling cover a selection of TNA monsters ball matches, and your good lady is saying yes. Scottish Danny is saying I'm down. This that's that's brutal. That's come on, guys. We need you. We (laughs) we we will pitch you some monsters ball matches. Then we could easily get
1: there for the week after next. Don't
0: start another Monday Night War. (laughs) <laughs> we will destroy you.
1: Oh, I don't know about that, mate, because that'll be all our listeners going off and making their own show. Yeah, <laughs> or just we'll just be yeah. shouting into the abyss.
0: Yeah, just... <laughs> Come back, come back to us. We'll, um, we'll, we'll put on the matches you want, but yeah, follow me on Twitter at uh podfathermags. Uh, yeah, I'm all over the airwaves. Um, a huge part of uh, radio tech here where we cover some absolutely amazing topics. And I'm um, I'm so excited for, for Friday and the the, the release of uh, the way room is. It's something I've been looking forward to for a hell of a long time. But I'll also be back in about 20 minutes or so with the volley for, uh, uh, to go over the weekend's football action uh, with um, with uh, Matt and Chris. So uh, if you've got time, stick around to, to uh, join us for that. Uh, but a changing attitude, that's over on, on the chair shot where uh, Tanner and Ori, two of our uh, radio uh, techers team, uh, we cover the attitude era of, of WWF and we're we're wading through 1996 we've got through the crap we're starting to get to where austin is actually becoming a huge deal now um so hopefully it's getting better but sometimes and it's been said in this um in the chat uh, sometimes the bad stuff is is more fun to watch um just not wrestlemania night yeah uh definitely (laughs) not wrestlemania please don't go (laughs) off wrestlemania Uh, but yeah that's where you can follow me uh, and there's always links to the content i'm involved in there so yeah, great stuff. Great stuff.
1: Yeah, as uh, as Maxie mentioned there about the waiting room out on Friday via Radio Techers give the show's social medias a follow at waiting room pod underscore on twitter or you can just follow my twitter handles and Benny's as well at Benny Mac B E triple N Y Benny Mac um, where you can find links to the waiting room there hopefully everyone will give it a chance hopefully everyone will give it a couple of episodes with, you know I think we sort of really get into our stride a few episodes in we're still finding our way for the first couple hopefully everyone will enjoy that as well um, that again is a radio techers production as is chain wrestling where you can find the show on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at chain underscore wrestling there chuck it all a follow make sure you're about next week for our live halloween special it's going to be a bloody giggle you can find me at sjp words and i'm off now to go and wish upon a dead dead star Mr. Magsy, I will see you next week, my friend.
0: (laughs) Bye-bye. Happy early Halloween, guys.